Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand Hey everyone, good to have you back for episode 5 of To The Moon Podcast. As you know, we're going to start out every episode with a disclaimer. Going to make it shorter today, you guys get the gist of it. Do not base any investment decision upon any information found in this podcast. That's for legal purposes to say that, so we cover our ass in case uh, one of you chooses to sue us over some nonsense. Hate to have that happen. X, you got... How you doing, X? What's going on, Jay? Uh, good to hear you from over here in Wisconsin uh, today. Uh, you know, it, I thought it'd be a little bit different being over here and seeing how the stock market rumbles from the north. Uh, but sadly, no difference. X, I got to say, I kind of missed our... Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is even maybe even under-hyping what I'm about to say, our Jordan Pippen, kind of like duo in person, but... <laughs> You know, we had to make do with it. Uh, yeah, I miss you. I'll see you next Monday again. But for now, we're going to have to do this from virtual and uh, hope everyone hope our audio is OK. But uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. You guys don't necessarily you just want the content. They don't care about the small stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, that's why we like them. Jay. I mean, they're, they're like us. They, they have their mindset on the right thing. They have their priorities in order. They're not you know, they're not big technical podcast audio guys right they're more about the content absolutely uh well x you're kind of our i kind of i'd like to call you our musk whisperer um uh why don't you tell us about what's going on with tesla yeah so you know first piece of news for the week uh as jay just pointed out is tesla all right so they just had i think a stock surge of probably you know upwards of 15 percent, maybe 13 percent, something like that right throughout this past week uh, absolutely murdering the game. I mean, there's no one I want to be up against more in this world or don't want to be up against more in this world, excuse me, than Elon Musk, right? I mean, he comes out like a jackrabbit, right? He delivered last week, I think it was 90,000, like 650 cars or something like that. And, you know, for all you Toyota or Ford fans, right, that doesn't seem like that much in a quarter. But his earnings uh, or his, his expected delivery amount was something like 83,000. Uh, and so, you know, he beat it by a pretty significant number there. And because of that, you know, you beat it by one car, the market's going to go crazy for you. Right. And so just like that, Tesla's uh, market share went up a little bit more. I think they even reclaimed that title or claimed it for the first time of uh, biggest, you know, most uh, highest market cap uh, automaker in the world. So that's good for them. Uh, but I mean, they, I mean, Jay, what do you have to say about it? I mean, they literally, they, they clowned those earnings and those numbers that they were supposed to hit and they continue yeah, to well, go up. I, I kind of, I personally think that Tesla's kind of, they might be a microcosm for everything that's about to happen. Um, I think we're going to enter a market here that is just, it's going to be really strong. The market is in the next few weeks with the earnings season coming up, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of like the Wild West. Companies now are able to take away their guidance or, or what they're predicting their earnings are going to be. And they can kind of say, oh, we don't really have anything to do with that. With the coronavirus now, we can kind of say, oh, uh, I mean, we didn't do as well as we thought, but uh, 
we can kind of put the wool over people's eyes and say that we actually did better than we expected. The analogy I saw and kind of liked uh, to relate it to was, uh, you know, X, I was never a good geometry guy. I, the, the shapes and they never, I could never make sense of them. I, it, it would always kill me on the ACT math section. Okay. That's, that's, that's another story. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's freshman year. I'm coming home. I, I just took a, my first ever geometry exam and I told my parents, Hey, I think I failed this test and I think I failed it miserably. Right. And I kind of went into it with, with, with this under promise over deliver mindset that I kind of like to live my life by. Absolutely. I tell them that I failed the test and I end up, let's say I end up getting, I think I got a C or maybe even a B minus on it. And they're like, Oh, Hey, not bad. That's kind of what every major corporation in America is doing to their shareholders right now. They're saying, oh, this is going to suck. Coronavirus is going to absolutely plummet us to the, into the ground. You know, Nike kind of got shit on uh, last week when we talked about them. Their earnings weren't that strong. But these companies nowadays are just going to come. We failed the second quarter. Uh, or, or at their shareholder meeting, they're going to say, hey, we failed our second quarter. But actually they ended up getting a C or B minus. So these stocks are going to go up and it's just, it's, there's never going to be anything wrong, but you know, moving on from that, um, it's kind of interesting to see ever since we've started getting into this, we've seen these IPOs and you see them on the first couple of days, these IPOs go through the absolute roof. I mean, X lemonade, in the past three days is up like I think they started at twenty nine dollars for trading at ninety right now. I mean, come on. I mean that that's a cheat code, right? So I mean, Jay, Jay, tell me about I mean, so we always say when we're you know, when we're talking about our IPO, you know, that uh that that section down at the end of our episodes. Why and we always say we're gonna get in right on IPO day. You know, granted none of the IPOs we've covered have happened yet, but you know, we did a little searching and, and, and looking, a little search and destroy for our, uh, you know, what, how we would go about doing that on IPO day. And tell me what you found. Today. You know, I don't like to call myself a big data guy, but just for the audience, I dove deep into the numbers today and I dove deep into the regulations. Did you know, X, it's actually the single most fuck thing about the market and where the the power of having billions of dollars behind at your disposal it, it just keeps you at, at having even more billions these ipos so basically what happens is they're going to have an underwriter and an underwriter is either going to be an investment bank or it's going to be a large private equity firm that's going to kind of float the bill and they're going to buy out some of their shares and then they're going to offer these shares to the public but on the first, uh, usually it's one to two days of initial trading. They just get to run this stock up into the moon. It's it, it's a gazelle running in the Serengeti. It doesn't stop. If it's even if it's being the lion's not going to catch an IPO. The thing about it is, lemonade keeps going up and up, and then these guys just dump their shares. These institutions dump their shares, and they're up billions of dollars yeah i mean it's absolutely and, unbelievable to me and what are we left with jay we're left with a shitty you know squeezed lemon stock yeah that you know it's listen lemonade's a good company but is it worth going up 200 percent in two days it's a, it's a tiny insurance mobile company you know it, they're very unproven and they're just going up and up and up 
because it's cool to it's cool because it's an IPO. It's a great IPO market right now because it's a bull market. But it's just ridiculous to me that why can't the everyday trader get in on these early before they get priced out the fucking ass? Well, you, you know why, Jay? Because these fucks lose all their money in their diversify pits, right? And they're diversifying bullshit, right? That's how they cover their ass when they tell you how to diversify. It's because they don't give a fuck about how their diversification goes. They're making all their money on those IPO days in those, in, you know, before those quiet periods. Absolutely. Uh, kind of going into our, I mean, I could talk about that all day, but we don't, we don't have time for that. I don't want to take up your guys' time. Going into Uber bought Postmate today. Tell me about that, X. Yeah, uh, a couple days ago, actually, Jay. Don't know if you fell asleep a there. Couple days, a couple days. Actually, no, wait, that might wait, maybe yesterday. I thought I, I saw it this morning. Yeah, maybe it was this morning. Uh my bad, my bad there, Jay. I guess today has been feeling like a long day. Uh yeah, you're right. Uh you know what? This uh, this deal kinda I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about it. I kind of feel like it's a whoopee cushion deal for Uber, right? It looks good at first, but then you know, you sit down on it a little bit more and it just all you get out of it is just fart sound, right? Like, I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like Uber's got enough problems at home with their profit and everything. I think they've yet to turn a profit on Uber and Uber Eats. And I know that that's why they were eyeing Grub back in the day, right? They were eyeing Grub a few weeks ago because Grub was one of the few, if not the only, uh, you know, delivery service that was making a profit. And Postmates is, I think, running into the same trap that Uber is. So what? I mean, are they trying the old two wrongs make a right strategy here? Yeah, it kind of goes against the saying, uh, is the sum of the parts greater than the whole? It, it just, you have two money losers right now. I saw people are saying Postmates is running out of cash. They need this deal. Uh, they were saying Uber, the division of Uber Eats is losing money. So I guess you just pour more billions of dollars into it and hope on the other side it comes out green. I don't really make a whole lot of sense of it. Yeah, I mean, other than the food, you're good. I was just gonna maybe. I mean, they got one of those money printers from the Fed, right? And the, I mean, they don't give a <laughs> shit. They don't, they don't care whether or not they're making money. They're just printing it on the side to buy whatever they want. I guess that's how it goes. Um, going into what kind of happened last week, uh, the unemployment numbers came out and. It, I guess it basically said the worst is behind us with unemployment. I don't, I don't, I, I guess that makes sense. I don't know a whole lot about this, X. I think you know more than me. Yeah. I mean, I was, I, I was just kind of noticing that, that uh, most of like the Q2 earnings reports are in for a lot of the companies. And they were, you know, they were just making a solid common sense investing assumption, right? Uh, that mm-hmm. Q3. You know, numbers can't be as bad as Q2. I don't know. Makes, you know, makes somewhat good sense, right? I mean, you know, you feel like you're at the bottom. Might as well call that the bottom, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess they can only go up. Um, but, I mean, Jay, you, you've got some big breaking news here for this last Big news, breaking right? news. I, You know, we're in the breaking news game thanks to our friend John last week. He got us into it, and I'm going to kind of try and keep us there. So I'm reading I'm reading today, I'm scouring the internet for any type of content, and I see this and I go, oh man, I got to talk about this tonight. This is just too interesting to pass up. If I told you guys that the next great war will be between Egypt and Ethiopia, would you believe me? <laughs> Absolutely not, Jay. Here's the deal. For the last decade, Ethiopia has been privately funding and constructing 
a mile-long hydroelectric dam almost twice the height of the Statue of Liberty along the Nile River. And they have been doing this to the absolute chagrin of Egypt. And what's going on with this is Egypt has been, you know, you guys, we've talked about it. You know, the mummies, the pyramids, all that stuff. They've been the dominant power on the Nile River forever. Uh, and what what is finally happening is Ethiopia has finally got a bit of pocket change, I guess. And I don't know exactly how they got that, but they're building up this huge dam. They said it's going to double their elect or uh, energy supply. And it's even going to, but the, but the trickle down effect of this is it's going to cut off some of the water supply for Egypt. And what I do know is Egypt thrives off the Nile river. It's their absolute moneymaker. Without the Nile River, Egypt's nothing. It cuts off their uh, their water supply. If 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 this dam is to be effective, it's going to cut off some of their water supply, which is going to be absolute dire for uh, Egypt, and it's going to hurt their very important agriculture sector, which is just kind of it. It's a it's a doomsday scenario for Egypt, and I'm reading today that there was a plane full of weapons sent to go to Egypt that actually got halted. And, oh no! Yeah, and it's just the whole thing is a total shit show right now. But the thing about it is, why people aren't necessarily too worried about it is there's a thousand miles of desert in between Egypt and Ethiopia. Ethiopia. So they think what's more likely to happen is some airstrikes, maybe on this dam from Egypt. But another interesting point I saw was, sure they could do this airstrike but it's not going to stop ethiopia from just building another one it's like you know it's like michael scott in the office if his paper company goes bankrupt he's just going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it just kind of be you know that annoying little brother it it's just something i saw today i thought it was super interesting i hope uh, (laughs) i i'm trying to get more into the geopolitics game i think it's pretty uh pretty interesting stuff I mean, Jay, what's going to happen if Ethiopia, I mean, if they succeed in that, you know, in that hydroelectric dam? I mean, what, what do you think Egypt's going to do? I think Egypt is, is they're going to freak out. And I think they're going to, there's going to be a call to arms eventually if this gets serious enough. And it's going to completely disrupt the entire African market. And if there's one thing I do know, it's, the Dow Jones Industrial, even though it's mostly it's mostly based off the, like the American uh, economy, it really does not like any type of disruption or chaos. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, the coronavirus is the first first uh, kind of. Uh, what do you call it? The uh, first problem. But, you know, first Jay, problem. I would- I wouldn't doubt, you know, the, the second, you know, right now, the second problem in my head is this Egypt versus Ethiopian war, right? The, you know, the yeah. raw oil producers versus the coffee tea maestros, right? I mean, this is, this is a battle that might go down in the history books for our kids. First thing I'm doing tomorrow morning when I wake up is I'm looking to see if there's any, been any developments overnight. I mean, I mean, Jay, I think, I think we need to track this. Oh, I'll be tracking it. I'm all over it now. Yeah, I, I, mean, I see. I see this. I and I saw in January they were supposed to come to peace talks. Well, hey, we just celebrated July Fourth, and we got major issues now in the Nile River Valley. <laughs> it is. I, I I'm going to be glued to the TV on Twitter. I'm going to be all over it, and you guys can count on me to be. I'm going to. Hey, I'm going to self-proclaim myself 
and I, I just used that word twice. I'm the self-proclaimed expert on the Egypt versus Ethiopia war. Okay. I, you know what? I like that. And Jay, if things do get hairy, maybe we'll bring in our, you know, our, that CFO guy who's saying he'd only lose a billion. Maybe he could help out over there too. Oh God. Hope maybe he could lose a billion gallons worth of water in the Nile river too. Gosh, that's not, that is not what Egypt needs after getting that Nile dammed up. So no, no, they do not need that. Well, uh, good, luck, good luck, Mr. Egypt man. Uh, good luck, Mr. Egypt man. And I saw the Ethiopian, the Ethiopian person in charge won the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, hey, that's kind of hypocritical what's going on <laughs> right now. I mean, they're about to be in war. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, that Nobel Peace Prize is the first thing thrown across the other side when they go to, when they go to battle. So Absolutely. All right, let's dive into our ratings for last week. I'll go first. All right, X? All right, Jay. Give us what you got. All right, I had the Kardashian makeup line traded by C-O-T-Y. It was down 6.12%. Uh, not too worried about it. I think it'll in long term it's going to be a winner. Anything the Kardashians hold is going to be a winner over time. Um, X, tell me about your buy. It was quite, you know, I think you got to really, really be proud of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was two for three in the week. My buy was a win. Uh, Facebook told you all to buy at 218. It is at 240 at market close today. That's 9.7%. Uh, pretty good. I Like I said, just buying that discount, buying that dip. Uh, to me, pretty common sense investing. Maybe not to those quants. Maybe the charts didn't show that. But, you, you know, know, after that buy, you could take your girlfriend out and you could say, hey, you can have the steak and lobster tonight, honey. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, Jack. Tell me about your hold for the week. Hold for the week. Up 1.62%, and that's Casey's General Store. I think with more road road travel, we're going to see these these pop-up stores really kind of be a factor, and they're going to see increased sales. Uh, that's really all I got to say about it. Keep holding on to that. Yeah, pretty steady hold by UJ. My hold for the week was Livongo. That was at Amazon Healthcare I was t- trying to tell you guys about. Uh, jumped 8.45% since I told you guys to hold on to that. Pretty solid hold. Uh, you know, look good on my on, on my front over here. Uh, in my absolute sell, don't touch it with the 10-foot pole pick last week. Wells Fargo down 0.82%. Uh, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna die on this hill. It's don't don't go near it. Okay. That's fair. That was a good good call sell. I I definitely, Jay, after hearing what I've heard from you, that is probably not safe to repeat. I do not want to touch that with the 10 foot pole. No, you don't you know, to say the slightest. So uh, myself for the week, honestly, it, it was kind of an ugly duckling, right? I mean, I was pretty confident going into it, uh, but then I got a lot of slack. I got a lot of hit, uh, you know, about this sell day. I got a lot of hit that, you know, why are you taking the easy road out and picking this as your sell? Why, you know, obviously this is going to go down, right? I mean, I, I kind of got a lot of lip about it. And, you know, I didn't expect it of all of our picks for this one to be the one I get lip about, right? So well, it was, it's just, it's kind of like it's, you kind of got stabbed in the back. Right. Yeah. I, I got stabbed in the back for picking what I thought was a solid sell and what this person thought was even more of a solid sell. I mean, it was one of those deals where like, what'd you get on a test? And you ask that and you got a 98, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's one of those sort of deals. So, you know what, here's what I have to say to that. But that pick that I got made fun of because it was too easy of a pick was Cinemark as my sell. Okay. You know what? It Fuck acts- those guys. I yeah. never, ever, when somebody asks what I got on a test, I know for damn well that they did well. 
and or for damn sure that they did well. And I never ask them back because I don't want them to have the satisfaction over me. Man, does that <laughs> piss me off. Jay, I mean, that's kind of feel good, though. When you don't ask, when they ask you, but you don't give a rat's ass what they got. Yeah. They walk away and go ask the next person one. Yeah, I'm not giving you the satisfaction or time of day. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the deal. So it was, my pick was Cinemar, right? I told you guys to sell 1165. It is up at 1260 right now. It's up a full dollar, right? So that's 8%. And I got laughed at because that was too easy of a sell. Yeah, I mean, hopefully over time it goes down. But it's just, I, I think, X, you're going to have people coming for your throat on this one, man. I don't. I can't help you here. Yeah. It's just I mean, like I'll... me with Spirit, Spirit Airlines. Everybody's got their battle to fight. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you guys. That's a terrible sell call. I was pretty confident. I thought a movie theater holding would go down in a week of COVID risings, but I guess not. I'll wear that one on the sleeve. I'm more so scoffing at the fact that I got, I got, you know, lip about that being too easy of a pick, but you know what? To each their own, uh, you know, quants are going to quant. It is what it is. Right. So yeah. Joe, tell me moving on, tell me about your, your uh, Kardashian butt lift, you know, revamp of your portfolio. Right. I yeah, mean, so you I kind of, I kind of changed. I changed a lot this week, and I kind of, I went into some new stocks that I thought are going to be winners over time. Uh, and I bought four new stocks. I bought, um, I bought Redfin, which is a kind of do-it-yourself realtor app. Uh, I bought that at forty-one eighty-one. Uh, that is, it's kind of puttering around where I bought it at. I bought. <laughs> I bought Siri, uh, which everybody knows that is Sirius XM. Uh, I, I got, we got it at $5 and 80 cents. I just think people are going to be craving content on these long road trips and series Sirius XM is one of those things that they're going to lean on. I saw they're even getting more into podcasts and they're going to kind of be making their own brand of podcasting, uh, get some more content. And as you've seen with Spotify, that they said that and the stock keeps going through the roof. So I, I'm going to lean on that. I bought Travel Centers of America, another uh, kind of rest stop gas station type deal. Bought that at $15.92. Uh, series also been trading at uh, kind of what I bought it at. And then Travel Centers of America is, um, yeah, I bought it at $15.92 for the same reasons of Sirius Radio. I think that's going to go up. And I bought Smith & Wesson, the gun, the gun company. Uh, I think a lot of people are worried about the, potentially their guns being taken away from, from them. Uh, it's kind of that age-old issue. We won't get too deep into that. We don't like to do uh, get into that, you know. Um, but I just think I bought them at $21. I think they're at 23 and a half, maybe $24. They're going to see a lot of demand coming up. Uh, there's a lot of uh, unrest going on right now. If you, people want to feel protected and I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight, X. I don't lean one particular way when it comes to this issue. Um, but I think you can't ignore what some people are going to do, and they're going to buy up guns. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, that's how I did in my portfolio. I now own Amazon, Google, Beyond, Redfin, uh, Sirius, and Travel Centers of America, and Smith & Wesson. So I got a lot of uh, things in the work. I'm pretty excited about it all. Uh I, I know I gave you guys a lot of buys this week, but uh, I hope I hope you guys uh, follow along with me, see how it does, maybe even get a little slice of action on your own. 
Ask, yeah. Why don't you tell us about your buy? Or, hey, what do you think about what I do? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I do. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm a big Smith & Wesson fan. I, I've been jealous that you got in that at the price you did. Kind of waiting for another pullback to try and get in that, but uh, might, you know, might sucker out of me just to buy it at where it's at now. Uh, but, you know, I like what you did with your portfolio. You know, it went from, you know, pre-Kim K, uh, you know, butt lift to – 2020 Kim K butt lift, right? Yeah. I mean, it went from, you know, flat Stanley to, you know, the, the little bubble game that everyone plays on their iPhone. So, Absolutely. I mean, it, 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 it went revamped completely. And I, I like what you did there. I think you got a lot of good, uh, you got a lot of good ground to run on here for a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, going in before I go into my buy, just so you guys know the people stock last week, uh, we did a little rundown between plug power, which is that, uh, hydrogen fuel cell company they do stuff for a lot of the electric cars versus fitbit and everyone knows what fitbit is it's that fitness tracking company you wear it on your wrist a lot they have apps now etc and uh plug power ended up winning with a 65 percent vote so we did add that to our portfolio this week uh little little does everyone know i've been holding a pretty significant stake in plug power since they uh since they IPO'd actually. So I've been having them for a while now. I think I'm up somewhere like 300%. Yeah. Uh, even though, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, as, as a electric car craze goes up, I mean, plug power is always going to go up. So, uh, you know, that's, that, that was the people stock for last week. We'll, we'll keep you guys tuned in on the next time we do a people stock and we'll try and give you guys updates on that stock along the way. Uh, again, that's invested with the money we made from the ad from last episode um you know that way we're not taking it we're just investing it for you guys and you guys are kind of in on the action a little bit and uh you know getting to pick what to money or so absolutely kind of fun thing we're doing i hope everyone kind of tunes into what that's doing uh we'll keep following along what plug's doing absolutely so my buy for this week was actually uh Kind of an interesting one, a little offbeat, you know, off the beaten path one uh, called Generac Holdings. I think most of you guys have heard of them. They're, you know, they're Generac. They're the ones that do all the AC. They're the little white vans that are running around the neighborhoods installing AC, you know, in the beginning of the summer, right? Uh, I picked them for a couple of reasons. One, I just kind of, I kind of had a gut feeling that it's summer, you know, let's, you know, everyone's, everyone's kind of focused on COVID, but now that all these stimulus checks are going in, uh, you know, and it's getting to the heat of the summer, a lot of these, uh, all these air conditioning units are not only going to be going out, but a lot of them are going to be revamped now. You know, people got that money that they might have wanted to redo their air conditioning or their AC, uh, you know, fix them all up, et cetera, especially now that it's getting pretty hot across the country. So I, I figured I'd get in Generac Holdings there. Um, I don't know. It just seemed right for me, especially their Wisconsin compound. Was, I'm in Wisconsin, so I wanted to give them, up, <laughs> give them some support tonight. <laughs> but uh, that was my buy for the week. We'll see how it, we'll see how it shakes out. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, my hold, uh, it's our old friend Beyond Meat. Uh, there's a lot of talk going on right now uh, that Impossible Foods is kind of the big dog in this game, potentially. I still think that Beyond Meat, there's enough room for both of them in the market. So I think both of them still have room to go up. Um, I just think over time, this thing's uh, Beyond's going to become more of a, a, a household name, and I, I'm going to keep holding on to it. Yeah, I mean, I think the vegan police won't ever go away, really. So I think that's a great call, Jay. I like that whole Absolutely. Uh, uh, X, Shopify, tell us about it. Yeah, Shopify is my hold for the week. Uh, it's pretty expensive stock, not going to lie. But uh, I do think that 
it's just something that's going to become a you know a staple of you know American life as e-commerce continues to grow. For all for all of you that don't know, Shopify is kind of one of those website builders, uh, but it's a little bit more. It's you know it's a full force platform, right? That has all of these plugins, and I mean it's basically a full suite for building out a business online. And you know, it's, it's one thing's for sure, not even during COVID, but just as as we grow and as we go along in life, e-commerce is just going to become more prominent, right? Until they invent some sort of, you know, time travel tech thing, right? I mean, it's, the internet's going to be here for, for a while and e-commerce is just going to continue to get bigger. So I think Shopify is a good hold. It had a pretty good pullback, uh, you know, the last couple of days, and I think it will continue to have a decent pullback. But uh, I think that's a hold for the long term. I think it's a, long, a hold, you know, if you got it in your portfolio, I think you're sitting pretty. So that's my hold for the week. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, my sell, uh... You know, I, I'm a. I'd like to say I'm a pretty bold person, and I think this pick is gonna kind of affirm that in some people's eyes. Coca-Cola. I am selling Coca-Cola. Uh, I think long term people are gonna keep going away from these soda products, and I know Coke's in a lot of different things now, but kind of their ultimate end goal uh, is their end price, I should say, is determined based off how their soda sales do. And less and less people are drinking soda. You know, it's kind of the end thing to not be drinking soda. All these kind of alternative fruity seltzer drinks are just people think they're a lot better for them. Nobody really knows what's in Coke or Coca-Cola or Diet Coke. I'm personally a little worried about it. Uh, I'm staying away. Uh, and I know it's on the, it's trading on the Dow. It's a, you know, it's been a household name forever, but just with these this recent move over the past i don't know three or four years people are going away from these type of products and i'm going to be with that trend and i'm out on coca-cola dang i mean smart water uh minute made powerade vitamin water honest tea bacardi i mean they own i think they they own 60 percent of the beverage industry i mean and that is not a stat i pulled online that's just something out of my head but that just sounds right. It, it does sound right. And hey, I'm out on it. I'm sorry. I just don't, okay, I just I don't mean, think it's a I think out of all the 30 stocks in the Dow, this is number 30 in terms of potential success long term. I, I literally could not disagree with you more. Uh, but I guess, hey, I mean, I guess we'll see what time tells. I guess uh, I'm just going to warn you. There are going to be some mean jokes probably thrown in uh in the future when this you know fail this sell pick fails and busts for you but uh i guess we'll see right everybody every man has to make a stand in their life this is my stand and yours is against coca-cola I think so. it was spirit but now it's coca I, I think i have a lot of stands <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well i disagree with that pick quite a bit but uh i guess you know we'll just we'll see what happens there and then we'll we'll maybe we'll discuss it like men once we get the results so Absolutely. I'm getting eaten alive by bugs right now. Mother. Uh, Take it easy there, Ty. Uh, myself for the week is Dillard's. Uh, you know, I'm. this one's kind of a, the old bait and hook, honestly. I'm trying to see who comes after me for picking another easy sell, right? Uh, Dillard's retail, who's gone to Dillard's in the past five years? No right? one. I mean, yeah, no one. Literally no one. I'm, I'm honestly shocked that Dillard's is still even on you know, it's still a public tra- publicly traded company and not a penny stock yet. So, uh, but they are, they're like five bucks or six bucks or something like that, a stock. I just cannot imagine this is getting any better 
uh, you know, let alone in the next week, but even in the next five years, if they even make it. <laughs> I agree. Long, so. I don't think anybody except people's grandmas are shopping at Dillard's, and right now they're not shopping there. So, hey, I like that. I like it a lot. Uh, moving along, X, why don't you tell us about boner stock? Yeah, the old boner stock of the week. Uh, <laughs> my here, Here's the deal. Boner stock of the week is is pretty strong this week. I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against it. I can't imagine anyone is going to argue against it. But it's the cheesecake factor. Oh Jesus! I mean, if you're looking for a Friday night dinner where you're gonna wait two and a half hours in line and have a completely subpar dinner with a completely subpar dessert that their name it's overpriced right? airline food. It's yeah. overpriced and then, airline exactly. food, and then, and then spend and spend. 30 bucks a meal, 30 bucks a person, right? Go ahead, go, go to Cheesecake Factory. I will be their biggest endorser if that's what you want. But if you are a civil human, right, where you enjoy good food at a good price at, you know, not a long wait, then never go to Cheesecake Factory ever again. You are only boners are going there. And you know who's going there, Jay? What perfectly encapsulate the Cheesecake Factory in my head? It's those freshmen, maybe even eighth grade couples, right? that are looking to go on a date with their whatever, their Snapchat girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. And their parents drop them off at the Cheesecake Factory. And, you know, they, they eat at the Cheesecake Factory and the kid drops daddy's credit card for 95 bucks just for chicken fingers and a sundae. Maybe even like a little cheese, melted cheese fountain, a little fondue action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little fondue action. So I just, I, I couldn't, when I thought of boner stock of the week this week, I just couldn't think of any company that encapsulated more besides cheese. Well, and here's the deal. Little Timmy in eighth grade with his Snapchat girlfriend that he barely knows. They have nothing in common, barely can talk to. I hope they got there early because they're going to miss curfew if they don't have at least three and a half hours to <laughs> sit down. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. They're, I mean, they are literally going to wait outside that that cheesecake factory for at least three hopeful, and a half hours. I'm, hope, I mean, I'm hopeful you're not thirsty because you're going to be waiting 45 minutes to get a water there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, at that point, you might as well get a Coke, right, Jay? Yeah, no, don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> it's bad for you. Anyways, anyways. All right, well, better... Okay, so the don't let your woman talk to this guy at the bar stock for the week. Uh, you know, this is that IPO that Jay and I like to talk about. That's got you know, that's got us looking our chops, got us looking at the horizon. Uh, you know, I would have said looking for us to get in on the first day, but after Jay's little piece about uh, you know digging into the data and the research, figuring out that we actually can't get in on the first few days because you know the the rules and the manipulation the quants do. Uh, you know, th- this is still that that IPO that we like to focus on though. So. Given that, uh, Jay, I mean, why don't you talk about what our IPO is for the week? What our, uh, you know, what this guy is? Absolutely. Uh, everybody, I think, knows it. If you're familiar with day trading, it's called Robinhood. It's kind of the app that a lot of people are using these days. Zero fees is kind of their deal. Um, they haven't really set a specific IPO date, but they said they're leaning towards this year sometime. Um, I mean, this stock basically sums up everything that X and I are about, you know, people being able to do things on their own without the help of other people um, and, you know, having to pay a higher force in order to have a small piece of the prize. Whereas opposed to this, you know, X, what do they, they take a little bit of your fees, but I mean, it's minute, correct? 
No, I mean, they offer free commission. Um, pretty sure they just, they, they help you with the taxes and everything too. Um, you know, and it, to be honest, this is so attractive to the IPO market because of the amount of reach that they have, right? I think uh, in, in more than a year, when it was founded, uh, is, or actually in, in little more than a year total, it's reached nearly 10 million users. Um, you know, that's, that's this past year. It's up from 4 million in 2018. And I I'm just saw today, too, that they uh, just completed a seeding round uh, of $323 million, an additional uh, to what they already had. And so Sounds I think their valuation – yeah, I mean, that's insane. I think their valuation is up to somewhere like $7.5 uh, So, I, I mean, I just – you know, they're going to hit the IPO market. And, you know, again, the quants are going to do what they do. They're going to run up those numbers, I'm sure. And then when we get a piece of it, it's already going to be spit out and chewed and thrown up for us to just kind of poke. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing about this one is it's going to be, you know, people I, I see on CNBC every day. They look at the top Robinhood stocks traded. Why well, is Robinhood going to be the top Robinhood stock traded? I mean, <laughs> I think it'll it's, it won't stop going up then. I think it could be something to get your feet wet in. Definitely both feet. And uh, I I yeah. think it's a total buy once it comes out. Yeah, it's, it's like Robin Inception, right? I mean, and, and this is when I when I was looking at it here, I was like, this is going to sound like an ad, to be honest. But I mean, it's just, it's not. It's just one of those stocks that a lot of investors have got their eyes on. And you're right, Jay. I mean, Robinhood is going to be the top Robinhood straight of stock at one point in time. So it's kind of Robinhoodception there. It's kind of crazy, kind of crazy to think about, but definitely a you know lucrative opportunity to uh, watch for in the future. Absolutely. All right, let's get into it. Time to put your uh, helmet on, X. Let's get into the uh, question segment. Yeah, so the mailbag for the week. So our first one comes from our buddy Jack. He said, what do you guys think about Etsy? Wall Street Journal has says it's poised for immense growth, but isn't it priced out? It's up a whopping 250% in three months. Well, I mean, Jack, what do you think about that? I mean, to be honest, that, that's a pretty technical question. It, it is extremely technical, and I, I don't know if we're considered experts on technical aspects of companies. But, I mean, they do a pretty unique thing. Uh, they're kind of more specialized as opposed to, like, an Amazon. They do more local artisan, uh, kind of, uh, you know, the made in USA is the kind of their main shtick, I think. Not that all their products are, but they like to have locally handcrafted items. So they kind of go away from what Amazon does of selling like the large cheap things <laughs> that makes Amazon so powerful. But I think there's still room for Etsy to go up and up just because it's kind of considered a stay at home stock. And I don't know if this, as we know, are these stay at home stocks? Are they just going to keep skyrocketing with, you know, coronavirus taking a bigger, bigger uh, aspect of people's life, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh I think I'm, I'm with you, Jay. I do think it's not priced out quite yet. I think it's continued to go up. I think it will it will still go up. Um, I did see though that some of their C-suite is selling off some, uh, you know, some stock. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Not typically a good thing. Um, oh, but, we know, you know from people... fucking Slack that's that's not good. <laughs> yeah, but people people do that. So uh, you know, I what? guess we'll... you know what? Just because that impression, I'm out on Etsy now. I'm forever, oh. I'm forever scarred by insider selling of company shares thanks to our friend Slack. So kick out me out on Etsy. I think it's going to go south. Okay. 
All right. Well, I'm I'm still bullish on uh, Etsy. I do think that it's not priced out quite yet. Uh, but I guess we'll see. We'll see yeah. which one of us comes out on top there. You, this, you, this is a classic Coke situation. Yeah, agreed. You know, I I don't so, personally like when my CEOs are selling off equity that they own, but. Well, I mean, it could be, you know, it could be for different reasons, right? Yeah, it could, it could be, be getting ready for a sell. He needs, it could a, be... he needs a quick paaycheck to pay off some, you know, yeah. some some debts at the racetrack earlier he had on July Fourth <laughs> weekend, but we'll see. Right, right. I guess we'll see. But anyways, I guess. All right, let's let's go into our second question. Uh, you know, second question for the week is again from our buddy Anonymous Fred. He wrote in last week. Uh, you know, this is a guy that wants to stay anonymous. You know. You, you do you, Fred. Uh, you stay anonymous. You do your thing. Just keep providing us some questions. Uh, here's this question. Is there a bubble in the electric vehicle market? You know, that's, that's a pretty interesting question, don't you think, Jay? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, Tesla is now at, what, $1,300? And I yep. saw that the, the Chinese electric car maker, is, Neo, is up huge today. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think it's just like a, a big trendy stock everybody wants in. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think this whole industry is pretty trendy, but here's the deal. I still have such a hard time betting against Tesla. I mean, I just, this dude, Elon, is literally toying with everyone. Like yeah. you saw, he, he just released those short shorts on Twitter the yeah. other day just, just to fuck with those people that are trying to short Tesla stock. Yeah, and I saw, I read something interesting. It's like, there's this one price raider who, you know, he kind of calls himself the bear price raider. I mean, it sounds kind of like the guy you wouldn't want to talk to at a family gathering that asks you, what's your five-year vision? And you say, all right, dude, I'm just trying to have grandma's hamburger and fries. Leave me alone. And he said he had Tesla. He actually upgraded Tesla today to a buy, or not to a buy, but his price target, he had it from $250 to $275. So he actually has it about at a tenth of what it is just because he thinks it's that big of a bubble. I personally don't think it's that big of a bubble. I mean, that's pretty fucking ridiculous. I saw that they're, they Tesla very well soon in the next one or two years will have $100 billion in revenue. Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, that, that ain't a bubble, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck that, dude. That's, yeah. honestly, I don't know whether to respect him for playing that low or, or to laugh at him. But like I said I earlier, every man has their hill that they die on. His yeah, is Tesla. I, I respect it. I really do. Yeah. I mean, not all hills are, you know, not everybody's going to survive their hill. I don't think he's going to survive it at $275 for fucking Tesla. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of that's good, though. I mean, good for him. Holding strong, not not conforming there. Uh, I don't think electric vehicles are a bubble. Uh, I mean, you know, they might be a little overvalued right now, but I mean, what? Everyone's calling for electric shit to be the future, so I don't see how it's going down in our lifetime, right? Yeah, agreed. Um, so, all right. Well, uh, oh, breaking you know, Jay news! Has... Breaking news, everyone! Oh, oh. I just saw a notification on my iPad. Uh, Palantar, I think it was our first. Don't let your woman talk to this uh, guy at the bar. Is set to go public in the next week or two. You know that kind of shady uh, data company. They do cloud data storage. Uh, keep an eye on that. I mean, we'll probably get in when it's priced the fuck out. But hey, maybe we can have some crumbs off the top of our, you know, apple pie. But probably not. Something to keep yeah. an eye on. You know, I'm on the breaking news game, uh, along with being the expert on it. Uh, the Egypt versus Ethiopia war. I'd like to be the breaking news guy. Uh, 
And you know that is uh, that's our pod for this week. X, you got any final thoughts? No, no. I mean, I it, it was you know it was a pleasure recording from Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm rooting for Generac to be the Wisconsin stock that brings us through. Uh, but you know, I don't. That, that's kind of all I got. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. It seems like you know stocks just don't stop going up. So yeah. we'll see what happens between now and next week. This was a you know hopefully our one and only podcast where we're not in person. So I hope everyone uh, kind of bared with us with the audio and hopefully the conversation wasn't choppy, but uh, it's great having you guys listen. Uh, tune in for a good one next week. We got yeah, a big, thanks, we got a big guest coming next week. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, big, big, big guest. Uh, we're going to kind of dive deep into him about what it means to be a technical analyst. So looking forward to that. Have a good one guys. Appreciate it, guys. See ya.